definitely human. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From across the sea, the feudal kingdoms of the world look upon our island city of Fortuna with envy. Its gilded banks and cozy taverns disporting an ideal of lifestyle they could never hope to reach. And while it is possible and reasonable to spend an entire life in our merchant republic, much wisdom can be gained from visiting a feudal kingdom, if only briefly. In the historic kingdom of Mortheim, for example, we can examine the plight of the poor, view the iniquities of the aristocracy, and appreciate anew the value of our respectively rigorous Fortunian hygiene routines. It is to this antiquated and perpetually overcast land of Mortime that four visitors now arrive. A bold and inquisitive human aristocrat, a charming and indefatigable gnome inventor, a chivalrous and somber knight of old, a piercing and devoted human mystic. One year after Abstinence de Montfort left her childhood home, she now returns to Hasselback Castle in the midst of the festival of Winterval. Exhibits! Reunions! Pax Fortuna! is kindled with fellowship part one ah abstinence dear it's great to have you back again ebna so good to see you how have you been very well thank you well traveled are you now oh, yes seen the world seen what it has to offer and you're back here yeah <laughs> fantastic will you be staying not long i imagine oh, I'm so more of the world to, to see and your friends, uh, we heard you were coming. This must be uh, Almira Q. Appleby. Indeed it is, Mr. Ebner. It is a pleasure to meet you. Likewise, and Sir Victor. Yes, Sir Victor Bartholomew, at your service. Uh, it's a pleasure No, to... I'm at yours. Oh, I mean, I said it first, so... And yet, I am still at yours. He oh, bows right. very low to you. Well, thank you. It's, uh, hmm, 
yes, it's nice to be somewhere where people respect the the natural order of things. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, do come in. He beckons you out into the castle. The castle itself is large and imposing. Inside, the floors are unpolished stone, but covered with vibrant rugs, and the walls of most rooms are covered by tapestries in an attempt to keep out the cold. It doesn't seem to be working, though. There are decorated trees set up in the main hall, the only sign of the Winterval celebrations that occur this time of year, and large candelabras are dotted around, some affixed to the stone walls next to larger-than-life statues of ancient warriors. You see in the hallway as you enter a man dressed in simple black travelling clothes, and Ebna says to you, uh, May I introduce uh, Mr. Nicholas Flight? Uh, a visitor who arrived this morning. Greetings to you. You have traveled far. We have indeed. It has been quite a journey. I am Elmira Q. Appleby at your service, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Abstinence de Montfort. Good evening. What brings you here? Uh, merely to study the local flora, the fauna, that which we can see beyond the walls of this castle. Right. Did you see all the lovely ruddy-faced peasants outside? Mm. Fed with dancing with the things of plenty, of waste. I really like your cloak, by the way. Where did you get it? I was given it by my order. Ah, your order? My order. A religious What's order. What's that then? It is an order of purity. It is an order that is designed very simply to ensure that the ways that we live our lives are very simple, very chaste, very honest, and overall, that they should be pure. I see. <laughs> I think I like you, Mr. Flight. What brings you to this uh, castle at this time of year? You come for the celebrations, perhaps? Um, I used to live here. Ah. I am the daughter of Fortitude and Maureen. Hence the name. Mm -hmm. I see. We happen to be here during the celebrations. I've been travelling, seeing the world for the past year. There is much to see. Indeed. Little of it to my tastes. <laughs> I like you more and more. <laughs> Ebner steps in momentarily and says, uh, Miss Abstinence, uh, a letter has been sent here for you uh, a couple of days before. Oh, right. It's unfortunately uh, illegible to me. He hands you a letter. It looks like chicken scratches scrawled onto a piece of paper that's been folded very poorly. Excellent. In, Thank you very much. In straight lines and he hands this to you. Ebner leaves. So you're free to do as you will. Okay. It's a letter from Selwyn, guys. Oh, how is he? Um, let me just get out my monocle. Do you remember? I remember very well the <laughs> night that we all almost died, but you also got a nice monocle that lets you, <laughs> lets you read anything written in any language, even yep. whatever passes for Selwyn's language. So um, I get out my monocle. Shing! <laughs> <laughs> Abstinence. Good luck on your quest. Sorry I couldn't come along. Bluebell and Foxglove are teething, and so I'm very busy getting bitten a lot and putting on bandages and getting bitten again. If things ever get too much and you're not sure what to do, try thinking about what's really important in life. Gold. Oh no, hang on. Your thing is blood. Think about blood. Tasty, tasty blood. Mmm, lots of love, Selwyn. <laughs> oh. Your thing is blood. Um, I mean, you know, just uh, it's our life force, isn't it? Some may say. <laughs> Fascinating. Mm. I think we will have much to discuss. You hear in the distance a shout, a girl saying, Abstinence! Oh, God. And then footsteps <laughs> clattering down the stairs and through the hall. And rushing towards you is your younger sister. 
temperance. The rest of you haven't met her before, obviously. She has a pale complexion and dark brown hair, and she's wearing a frilly blue dress with a cardigan. She looks to be uh, 18 years old. Temperance, hi! She rushes and jumps and hugs you. Oh, okay, I'll hug her back. <laughs> it's been so long! Yes, it's been a year! Where did you go? Well, I've been off to see the world. Gotta get out of this castle, you know. See what life's really like. And what's it like out there? Oh, it's fantastic. We've been on so many adventures, uh, met so many incredible people along the way. I've been good too. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Yes, I've been very well, thank you. What have you, you been doing? Uh, not much. Obviously, mum and dad keep me around the house quite mm. a lot. But it's been okay. They've been uh, trying to set me up with various men. Oh dear. It's fine though. I've rebuffed them all. <laughs> Good for you. Now she uh, eyes you, Nicholas. <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be more that they're looking to set me up with. Is that is that what Nicholas is here for? She uh, raises her eyebrows at you. Oh, Nicholas raises his <laughs> eyebrow at you. She lowers her eyebrows. Very <laughs> and out from the back also comes walking slowly uh, Gustav Mule, who... You know Almira, but the rest of you haven't seen. He's uh, a languid-looking man in a suit with an easy smile. He holds out his arms even as he's walking slowly towards you, not rushing at all. Ah, Mr. Mule, how good it is to see you. Uh, very good to see you too. Uh, uh, welcome uh, to your home, I suppose. <laughs> um, I am Gustav. I'm a, a salesman. I'm just here to meet Almira. We are going to discuss some very exciting wholesaling opportunities. I, I really, I'm, I'm just so, so honored for the, for the opportunity, Mr. Mule. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Uh, you also have just probably outside the castle doors at the moment a big crate of various gadgets that you've come up with. Oh God, I know what you two are up to. You're trying to make this place exactly like Fortuna. Oh, Indeed, indeed. I see so many opportunities here. Fortuna is a place of, of such progress in industry. And I can really see that uh, that Hasselback Castle could, could benefit from some of that. What is wrong with it? It's perfect already. Why are you trying to ruin it? It is perfect, but it could be better. Ugh, I can see there's no reasoning with people like you. <laughs> On the contrary, I think reason is one of the very highest goods, along with enterprise and commerce and industry. I would say that reason is not a commodity. Reason must be earned and must be learned. You of the mercantile classes may travel this globe seeking to create a life of wealth, of indolence. Indolence? Not at all, sir. Not at all. You misunderstand me. Yes, I've been there. I, it is indolent. It's extremely <laughs> indolent. I should imagine it is. I have been many places in my travels across this globe, and I have seen many things of which I disapprove. <laughs> Yes, that seems quite clear, sir. That seems quite clear. And if you're if you're if you're determined to look at, at progress with a cynical eye, um, then I suppose there's there's no stopping you. However, I would urge you to look at the at the benefits, the the improvements in the standard of living that industry and enterprise and inventiveness can bring. I have seen very well the kind of progress that you speak of. And I would say unto you this, the only progress, the only true progress that we will find on this earth is that which will come from devotion and abstinence yes. and higher thought. Not you. Not, not you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and higher thought. The devotion to higher thought is much preferable to this grubby dealing of which you sailors are so apt. Gustav frowns and says, I used to think like you, young man, but... Uh, then 
I saw this toothbrush. <laughs> and I must say, it uh, has has quite convinced me. Perhaps you would like to uh, sample. I have no need for these toothbrushes of yours. Well, how do you deal with your dental hygiene, sir? I would be very interested to know. I deal with my dental hygiene in the way that is always traditionally laid out, which is a strict diet of only the purest foods and waters that we can find. Simple bread, simple water. These are the things that we require from life. We do not need these wines, these cheeses. You sound like a lot of fun, sir. But I think that the mm. toothbrush could absolutely improve your life. Gustav uh, smirks at you and says, show him the toothbrush. So I'm going to take the toothbrush out. I have a, I have like a satchel with me. Yeah. What do you, so what are the gadgets you have on you? You can demonstrate any that you'd like. I've got the toothbrush for sure. I've got mm -hmm. a few toothbrushes. Um, I think I've got my potato peeler because that's, that's probably my favorite of all of them. And then I've got a, uh, like I've got a, like a new one, a map folder and unfolder that sort of uh, springs Gustav's out. eyes light up. He says, what is that? Well, sir, this is a new one. I'm still working out some of the kinks, but I think it holds a lot of promise. So what you do is you take your map and now you know, you you know, you're a man of the world. You've done a lot of traveling. I am, I yes, am. You know how absolutely frustrating it can be when you're just trying to, to work out your direction and, oh, your map is folded into, oh, it's it's folded all up. How do you even, oh, unfolding it is, oh, it's such a hassle. It's such a hassle. And then folding it back up again. Oh, oh, that's, I mean, that's, oh, how did you even unfold it in the first place? It's, it's, it's quite a frustration, mm, isn't it? Yes. So all you have to do with this is you insert your folded up map into the, the little grippy arms of this uh, map folder unfolder, and then you press this button and it springs open. And I'm going to demonstrate that. Is it folded or unfolded at the moment? It's folded. It's folded at the moment. Okay, yeah. well, please roll a mechanics check at advantage to yeah. see how this works out. 20. Oh my lord. <laughs> uh, so, uh, please describe yeah, it's so, perfect working. So basically, you you have it on the ground and you press a button. It's sort of in one kind of motion. It, it creates almost like a podium kind of thing where it comes up from the ground and it reaches out with the map like outspread in front of you. So you see okay. it at eye level, but it's like it's anchored to the ground kind of, but it's all wow. spread out. Looking that is nice. actually very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still you. don't agree with it, but it's very, very <laughs> impressive. Gustav looks between Nicholas and Elmira. You uh, associate with this uh, purveyor of goods. I prefer to think of it as a purveyor <laughs> of progress. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. see. You have also travelled far. Tell me, on your travels, you have uh, grown accustomed to these uh, advances. Yes, I have. I quite enjoy them. Thank you. You have become mired in their ways. Yes. You have taken uh, to a life of progress. Discovery, adventure. Mm. Interesting. Abstinence. I feel like Almira could probably benefit from being here. I, I want her to see everything good that has come of, you know, your family and the way they live here in Motheim. I mean, do you have jousting here? Can we do some jousting? Oh, I feel like yes. that would win her around in a heartbeat. Or do you like jousting, Almira? Well, feasting? Uh I love feasting. <laughs> Who doesn't love feasting? Feasting is, is one of my very favorite things. God, yes. I miss feasting. I'm sure there'll be a lot of feasting. I am very excited. I will not partake in this <laughs> feasting. This doesn't surprise me. Just simple bread, simple water. These are the things that a man needs for living. Not even on such a special occasion such as Winterville? <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a, a topic that is actually very close to my heart. I can elaborate upon this topic if you like. Winterville <laughs> has become a, a time when such as your 
procurer. <laughs> and these friends of yours will, will take to the streets. They will dance. They will find pleasure in earthly pursuits. But I do not find pleasure in earthly pursuits. And neither do many in my order. We prefer simply to devote this time of year in prayer, in thought, in reading, and in abasing ourselves before. I don't suppose we'll be seeing much creator. of you then. <laughs> I think we will see quite a lot of each other. I've sort of wandered off and I'm like trying to give Almira a lecture about the architecture and like pointing out all the cool like windows and buttresses and stuff. Mm. But I don't know if she's actually paying any attention. Oh, I definitely am. I think I'm like, I'm very keen to learn about like different uh, architects. Like, I feel like there's probably a lot to learn here. Like, they don't have wonderful ancient buildings like this in Fortuna. Well, they are, they are quite impressive. I will definitely, I will definitely say that they are very impressive um, feats of architecture. You hear a buzzing from behind you. And as you turn around, and you see that Gustav has a toothbrush in his mouth <laughs> and it's whirring violently. <laughs> Temperance and Ebna have wandered off a little, but Temperance does keep shooting back glances to you, Abstinence. Mm -hmm. And before long, the butler Ebna comes back holding a very ornate box, mm. making a beeline for you, Almira. He says, I have found in the old library something I think you might want to see. Mr. Ebner, this is quite extraordinary. Uh, let me, can I have a look at it? It's a large uh, wooden box, oak, inlaid with silver and with a very simple clasp on it. Okay. To shut it, he lays it before you okay. and stands back. May I open it, sir? Uh, please do, please do. All right, I'm going to open it up. Inside, in a velvet interior, you see what looks like a metal bird. It has a key in it to wind it up that can then come off. Would I know what this is? You haven't seen it before, okay. but there's lots of bric-a-brac hidden away okay. in the nooks and crannies of this place that nobody probably has touched for generations. You right. know, um, they just stick to the rooms that they know. What a wonderful contraption. I'm, I'm quite familiar with this type of uh, wind-up uh, animal toy sort of thing. I'd quite like to try it if that's all right. Yes, please go ahead. You can tell now as you hold it up, it's a mechanical owl. But far from being the kind of toys that you would have seen, this is of exquisite quality. You recognize this as being of gnomish origin, mm. your people, but it must be very, very old. Uh, nothing like this would have been seen for hundreds and hundreds of years. This is quite extraordinary. The craftsmanship, well, I'll confess I've not seen the like, sir. This is this is just wonderful. I'm, I'm quite speechless, as you can tell. I'm quite speechless. <laughs> come over and have a look at it. Gustav is pretty much hopping from foot to foot now, <laughs> yeah. saying, wind it, wind it. <laughs> it winds very, very easily, despite how old it is. And as you take the key out, it springs to life. It's little shining eyes looking around and its wings flapping. And then it rises into the air. <sighs> Extraordinary. And it flies around for a little bit. And then it swoops at Sir Victor. <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to damage it. I mean, can I defend myself without damaging it? Yes, you can shield yourself. It doesn't hit you. It swoops and then it goes up. Oh, thank God. I... <clears throat> This is going to seem like a really weird question. <laughs> Can I have a go in the owl? Yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> he says, it is a very, a very rare artifact. Please, let's not damage it. No, it's fine. This, the armor, this is a very rare artifact as well. And I manage it perfectly. It's only got a few dents in it. Oh, give off, Ebno. We've got loads of stuff like this <laughs> hanging around the house. You have much of this. These sins against creation. <laughs> oh, life. create life. From metal, do you not find this in some way abhorrent? Okay, Nicholas, watch this. 
uh, lie down on the floor and the ghost rises up out of the armor and gets in the bed. And I'm like, yes, this is so much fun. <laughs> sort of flying Gustav around. pretty much jumps out of his skin. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, Nicholas would once again raise his eyebrow. <laughs> I fly down and land very gently on Abstinence's head. <laughs> Look at me, I'm an owl. How does it feel? It feels good. It's feel, I mean, it's it's uncomfortable to be squished into such a small space, but... Uh, How is the workmanship on the inside? Oh, it's astonishing, yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. What are you? I'm a knight, sir. You are of the knight. Well, sir. maybe that's true. <laughs> but you are not a knight. Sir. How dare you? You are an unnatural creature. You are an abomination to this world. Nicholas, the, the take it down world. a notch. <laughs> you associate with a mercantile and a spirit, madam. Yes, I you do. Cavort. <laughs> I am the proud creatures of, it, of this world. I don't know. I how. seek with all of my being. Temperance runs disestablished. Well, you came to the right place, didn't you? Who's cavorting? I certainly did. <laughs> Let it be known to you that I have seen your face and I have noted it in my mind. And I carry my staff of obsidian. I'm hastily trying to disentangle myself from the owl without damaging it. Beware, sir. I can stand your criticisms of me, but leave abstinence out of this. She is a very respectable woman and she has proven to me many times that she doesn't deserve this slander from you. I think I shall be the judge of who is to be trusted and who is to be dispatched. Ebner's a little put out by this. <laughs> Please, there will be no dispatching in inside the castle. Uh, uh, and, I apologize, sir. And no cavorting either, he looks at temperance. The blood was aroused by such examples of sin, of avarice, and of the unnatural. I'm a bit fed up with Nicholas, so I turn, <laughs> to, <laughs> I turn to temperance. She says, he's very intense, isn't he? Very intense. Who invited him here? Well, Mum and Dad did. Where is mother and father? Oh, they're out hunting at the moment. Oh, they should be typical. Yes, I would very much like to engage them in conversation. I have been waiting some time to meet with them. I have enjoyed your etchings. I have enjoyed the views from the window and the clean, good, fresh air. But I would like to get to my business, and my business is with them. So when they do arrive, please let me know. And otherwise I shall be sat in this chair, the hard one made of wood, not the soft one made of cow. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of you, I guess, will put your belongings back up in your rooms mm -hmm. absence your room is exactly as you left it mm -hmm. so victor and almira you have quarters on the same floor it is a very large castle so we're like next door to each other or like how yeah far yeah you're, okay. you're, you're okay. next door to each other uh temperance is in the floor above you and then your mum and dad will be in the master bedroom out back okay the it is a very large castle you hear a horn from outside that signals the return of the hunt and coming in the front gates, you see your mother and father, abstinence. Okay. Seeing them sort of fills me full of dread. I've really enjoyed being away from them for the last year, and now I must confront them. Yes. The rest of you haven't seen them before. Baron Fortitude de Montfort has long grey hair, neatly plaited, and a full beard. His bushy eyebrows are constantly furrowed, even when he smiles at abstinence. Uh, beside him, Baroness Maureen de Montfort, she has short silver hair, her eyes are lined by laughter. She wears a flowing yet formal gown with shoulder pads and magnificent jewellery, including an amber necklace. They are riding horses, just the two of them, and behind them they're towing a small cart that on it has two full and heavy burlap sacks. They call out to you, Abstinence! Abstinence! Mother, father, successful hunt I see? Yes, very successful. 
And how are you? It's been a year, has it not? It has. I've been very well, thank you. I've much enjoyed the adventure, seeing the world, getting away from the drudgery of Mortheim. Your father smiles at you and says, you get a lot of entertainment out of that money you took. I didn't think you'd miss it, father. <laughs> and has your curiosity been assuaged? No, I don't imagine I'll stay long. I'll probably be making off with a few more bags, so... <laughs> he raises his eyebrows and uh, your mother laughs heartily. As well, good for you. It oh, had to mother. happen eventually. Exactly. He looks at Fortitude and says, it had to happen eventually, you know. <laughs> he just grumbles and rides into the castle where the rest of you are standing. They dismount their horses and then move to shake your hands and clap you on shoulders. And they say, ah, oh, abstinence's friends, are you? I will. You must be Nicholas. Greetings to you, Baron Mortheim. A fine steed that you have there. Quite an impressive animal. Thank you very much. It is certainly of a calibre appropriate for your rank. I I was thinking of it in terms of my own horse, my good master Hooves, over there who is being well fed. He's uh, he's a beast. I'm sure we should talk more of these horses. Uh, please, yes. Maybe some jousting later. Sorry, I haven't even introduced myself. I'm Sir Victor Bartholomew. It's lovely to meet you, uh, Your Grace. Your Grace? Uh, your Lordship, Your, Lordship. your Grace. Uh, yes, these are all fine. Maybe some jousting later? Well, I'm sure we could get some in, I suppose. I think I'm... young Almira here would really benefit from it. She's grown up in a society where they sadly don't have the wonderful horse sports that we enjoy. And You, you know... enjoy sport, sir. <laughs> Well, a, a bit of sport every once in a while but is bracing to the soul. But of course, of course. Of course I do, yes. yes. Do you? I have been known to enjoy a sport. <laughs> <laughs> but it depends of which sport that we speak. Uh, which sport do we speak? I think we understand each other quite well. Yes, maybe we do. And I think I hold his steely gaze and steely gaze back. Father, Sir Victor is a knight. He's been uh, accompanying me on the trip um, as my bodyguard, and he's been very excited to see Mortheim and learn about our culture. Fantastic. Yes, I've tragically been uh, stuck in Fortuna, which, as you probably know, has gone downhill quite a bit oh, in recent yes. years. Poor Fortuna. <sighs> Poor Fortuna. I'm not sure it needs your pity at all, actually, my lord. I think, uh, I think Fortuna's doing just fine. Did you know that just in the last two years, the life expectancy has raised from 30 to 33 years for a human? And that's because of progress. That's because of all of the enterprise and the improvements that the city has very judiciously made. Sorry, I'm Elmira Q. Appleby. It is a pleasure to meet you, sir. Indeed. He shakes your hand. And he says, I, of course, am 60 years old. Quite impressive, sir. Far beyond the paltry 33 years of a Fortunian. Well, of course, sir, but you are, if I may say, quite wealthy and, and quite privileged. Exactly. Be very interesting. Exactly. To, to know this. Quite right. I'm glad you see the light. I think I do see the light, sir. From beyond, you see approaching what you know, Absence, to be the stable master. He's a grizzled man, tall but wiry. Uh, his name is Herman. He wears padded grey overalls and his hands are rough and he takes the horses and he nods at you, Abstinence. I nod at him back. Hello. Good to see you. It's been a while. Yes. Uh, he is looking over at Hooves. He says, yours, is it? It is indeed, good master Hooves. He is uh, a fine beast. We have travelled far together. We share many adventures. Well, I will take him to the stables. Please, we'll, uh, please ensure that we'll he is looked him. after. He doesn't need a lot, just some oats, perhaps a little water. It's all that we <laughs> all need 
is it not? Although I realise that living in such fine surroundings as you do, there is much uh, to tempt a man. Do you feel tempted, sir? Certainly not. Good. Good. A horse is a simpler beast, a purer animal. We have much to learn from the noble horse. Simple devotion to duty. To obedience, I think we agree on many points. Ah, you're a man of my own mind, I see. You have been here long, sir, have you? Some ten years. And you have seen many things? He furrows his brows and says, yes, many things. I would would value to know your opinion of the Baron and his wife. He looks away and says, I have nothing to say of the the Baron and and his wife. They are good people. I shall be good now. They do much for the poor, do they? No. No, they do not. And then he's off. They provide the poor with strong leadership. You hear the pitter-patter of tiny footsteps, and then something smacks you in the leg, Sir Victor. You turn around, you see a young girl, eight years old, wearing light grey overalls with a saucepan on her head and wielding a broom, saying, How about you? (laughs) I draw my sword. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't back down. She swings at you again. Oh, well, uh... We've got a, a tiny knight on our hands. What's your name, my lady? She says, uh, I'm Lena. Lady Lena. Sir Lena, one day. Sir, Sir Lena. Hmm. She well. smacks you again. <laughs> Ding! I would love it if you would stop doing that. The salmon's very old and very expensive. She said, where did you get it? Well, I was given Can to Can I me- try it on? No, no, I, I sort of need it. Um, and also, it's much, much too big for you. It would be comical, if anything. <laughs> To see you try to wear my armor, but uh, what are you? Are you just running around picking fights? Because that's not very knightly behavior. It is. They do it all the time. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. All right. I take it back. But you should pick the right fights. Go and find a monster to kill or something. You know, not a fellow knight. Where would I find a monster here? Do your parents know where you are? What are you even doing? What's <laughs> abstinence? Do you know who this girl is? This is a stable master's daughter, Lena. This is Lena, the stable master's daughter. Ah, I see. How are you, little Lena? Very good, thanks. Yeah. I haven't seen you around in a while. No, I've been um, traveling for a year. Did you see any battles? Oh, yes. Lots of battles. How old is she? She's like eight. I'm not going to like go into detail with her. So this one time we were attacked by (laughs) baboons on this island. (laughs) She gasped. (laughs) Abstinence went and just stabbed one right off with her dagger while we were running at full speed through the forest. <gasps> and uh, you get, yes, yes, the blood yeah, goes in the yeah, dagger and yeah. then it, you get like superpowers. It's, it's amazing. It's, I got this like adrenaline shot. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Is this you eight year old taking it all in? No, no. Of no, monkeys? No. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sir Victor, he has been amazing in the fights as well. By my side... Quite the valiant knight. Lena looks at Almira and says, are you his squire? <laughs> I am not. I am uh, Almira Q. Appleby, tinker extraordinary. It is very nice to meet you. Is she the same height as the <laughs> old Yeah, would be about the same height as Almira. So she looks you dead in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she says, a tinkerer. And an inventor, yes. That's not very knightly. Well, no, I don't aspire to be a knight. I, I, I'm, I don't aspire to be a knight. I aspire to, to make people's lives better, through invention and industry. An interesting tale, Mr. Montfort. Perhaps you could elaborate on some more of your adventures. I didn't think you'd be so interested in adventure and I am tales. not interested in the adventure for the adventure's sake. What is it you're looking for, sir? I think we know what we're looking for here, do we not? Come, let us dispense with this pretense, these dancing words that we speak. We know very well why I am here, why I wish to speak with your family. For what they have, what they possess, their powers, they are of great interest to me. 
and I will have them rooted out. Temperance looks at you and says, I knew he was interested in me. (laughs) (laughs) As night falls in the barren kingdom of Mortheim, distant caroling for the first night of Winterval reaches our heroes and they retire to the comforts of the drawing room. Their arrival has brought tensions they had not anticipated, not least in the form of Nicholas Flight, who appears to know more than they. Amid the baubles decorating the castle, glimmering in the candlelight, our heroes attempt to put aside their reservations and relax. But the raw cold of the castle increasingly presses upon them, and the glare in Nicholas's eyes stirs a deep foreboding. You've been listening to The Warmest Fire is Kindled with Fellowship, written by Maximilian John and produced and edited by David Knight, Tom Dalling and Maximilian John, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Charlie May as Abstinence de Montfort, Eleanor Kohler as Almira Q. Appleby, Elizabeth Smith as Sir Victor Bartolomé and Matthew Woodcock as Nicholas Flight. I am Maximilian John, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at Visit Fortuna and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Pax Fortuna is a definitely human production. 